Welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night to baseball fans in America. Welcome to the Wild Pitch Podcast with Christopher Morales and myself, Rob Babin. Today we start by covering the games of the night, which had some real definitive qualities. Chris, I mean, there's a bunch of games that we looked at here. A couple of teams did have the day off, but I want to open with this giant Dodger game. And, and I mean... What an awesome oh, game it was. What a wild game, Chris. And uh, this... If this is the sign to come for the rest of the year in this division race, it's going to be tight, man. It's really going to be it's tight. It's going to be tight, and, it just, you know, for a Dodger fan, you have to hate the umpire. You have to look at Kenley, too, and you have to say, you could have pitched better, okay? But, you know, honestly, they, that was a swing. We all we all saw that there. But, you you know, from Kenley, you ha- you've been seeing him blow these games left and right. You gotta look and see what's going on with Kenley. Okay, is it just because the Giants are a good team? Is Kenley not making his pitches right? And you hope to see good stuff out of him in the future because Kenley's a great closer, and you only want to see good stuff from him. Davin, go ahead. I kind of agree. I, I think it's a little bit of everything. I, Kenley, I don't, I don't know what they're doing going back to him after the night before he blew another save. He's blown three straight saves. He's he's kind of in Edwin Diaz funk right now, as I like to call it. I'm, you know, I'm a Met fan. I deal with this on the almost on the weekly. Kenley Jansen, he's he's struggling, and there's you've seen a lot of this this year. A lot of the elite closers of the past are kind of struggling right now, and they're getting into these stretches and these funks that they're they're really they can't get out of. Yeah, you see, main um, uh, you seen guy you saw a guy like Chapman. He's out of his closer role. Diaz has been a little of a struggle. Kenley Jansen has been a little of a struggle. You got any other guys? I mean, the list is nameless. I mean, uh, Matt Barnes had his troubles. Uh, Rice Hill Iglesias at the beginning of the year. Diego Castillo barely had a job. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it sounds it's like, you know, these guys that are usually, you know, you're 100% closer. You're Rice Hill Iglesias, who's been, who was always a great red. Didn't start off the year well with the with the Angels. It's, it's just a bunch of guys who, are, who it seems like it's a little rust coming in from 2020. Yeah, I agree. And um, this giant Dodger game is like really, oh, man. I, I we all thought coming into the year that the Padre Dodger games were going to be special, but the Giant Dodger games have been a much better, you know, they've been much better to see as a baseball fan. Yeah, definitely. And you know, you look at the Dodger game, you look at the pitchers. Bueller had a great outing, pitching oh, yeah. a seven seven and uh, one thirds an inning, giving up only one run and nine strikeouts. Great outing from him. Other than that, I mean, the only the only bad outing you saw was Kenley. He gave up those four runs, gave up uh, hits, walks everywhere. The guy was just uncontrollable with his stuff tonight. You go to the Giants yeah. side, you look at Descalfani, gave up three runs. Okay, he, quality start. He could have done better. Okay, and I mean the relievers they got the job done. You you saw everyone in there. Latell, Alvarez, McGee, they all got the job done for the Giants. Yes, they did, and uh, that's pretty much been what's going on with the Giants the whole year. I, everyone's waiting for them to fall apart. I don't think it's going to happen, and uh, all of us are fools because Gabe Kapler is really looking like the guy right now, and uh, if Philly kept him a year longer, oh, man. Yeah, definitely. We're looking like the fools here because look at the Giants. They're doing great, and what, what, why don't we go talk about the game that's on right now? Look at the mm-hmm. game that's on. We got Oakland-Seattle. Bottom nine, could things could get a little interesting. You got a guy on first base here, no out. Lutrevino in their closer. Davin, what are you thinking about this game? Trevino's a, a good pitcher. It, it was interesting that they really threw him into that closer role this year. I, 
he struggled the past couple of years. Well, they lost their. Well, they did lose their closer. I think Trevor Rosenthal to surgery. Yes, so someone yeah, had to yeah. step up, and he stepped up very well, having a very good year, one point nine six ERA. Right now, pitching, he's in a one-one count with uh, Cal Ray uh, Raleigh. So he, yeah, catcher. So this is, you know, you're kind of just in the bottom of the barrel. It looks like of the Mariners' order. Yeah, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, I am curious to see the clinic out back. I want I want to see if he could do something big for them. He hasn't had his moment yet as a Mariner. I'm yeah, not going to well, say I mean, this is a moment, but you know, I'm not going to say this is huge, but getting them back into this game could be could be a good spot. You know, the Mariners they're in a wild card race right now it feels like. They're not that far back. Yeah, well, we'll keep you guys updated if uh Kellnick comes up, but these Oakland Mariner games, the these are not games to, you know, kind of shy away from because Oakland and Seattle are pretty close in the standings. Yeah, and um, you know, let's move on to another. Let's let's move on to another game today, and we gotta move on to the Yankee game. What a mess of a Yankee game! Uh, from first of all, how does a team like the New York Yankees, Chris, not have a reliever better than Brooks Kriske to put out there in the tenth inning, and a catcher better than Rob Brantley to put out there in the tenth inning? First, you what know, are they doing? I'm gonna I'll give I'll give Romano some credit. He he came in, he did well. But is that Sarah the guy? Did that's exactly not the, what that's, we thought Sauer Mono would do. That's, that's that, not that, the guy you put in. Much... Licky, Licky's been fine this year, okay? And then you go to Cesar Green. Why is Krisky in the, Why is uh, Brooks in the game, though? You can't go to a guy like Chad. They've, run out, of, they've run out of guys. That's all. I, that's the only answer I could give you. They've run out of guys. And in the bullpen you had left. I think Britton pitched yesterday. You had Chapman left. You had a Brayman and Chapman you could have went to. You could have went to one of those guys. And then you go to your your guy who's actually having the worst year out of all of them, it seems like. Maybe he's just underused. He hasn't been used a lot. But a guy who you're putting in a tough spot to get the job done. I think it should have been either Abreu or Chapman who have been fine this year. That's my opinion. Abreu's only pitched 14 innings, but he's been fine so far. Chapman, I mean, yeah, another guy you might not want to put in a big spot. But you got to choose between him or Brooks Christie. And I'm choosing Chapman in that spot. I'm sorry. And I think I'm right for that. What, what do you think? Chapman, Chapman was out today with a lingering finger injury. He uh, he got a fingernail injury last night when he was pitching. But um, I, I think it goes deeper than that. There was a lot of a lot of times the Yankees could have won this game. And you could really put it in the hands of Giancarlo Stanton, who's terrible at bat. He's terrible at bat in extra innings. I, one of the, I, I've seen little leaguers do better. And uh, Torres, you know, that was a tough play out there. And, you know, Tyler Wade, you, you know, you just buff and plays at third, delivery, delivering the ball to first base. It's just like. Yeah, we got to talk about Tyler Wade. When is this guy going to get demoted or just gone from the team? He's not. I, I, when is he when is he going to be gone? They, they, they didn't have him. They clearly didn't have him written in as they're starting their basement, but things have just gotten really bad. And, but this guy doesn't even deserve a bench spot, too. It seems the, like... The I, depth I, chart got really thin. I, I hear really a lot thin. about Tyler Wade. He's a, he's a speedster, but he makes a lot of base running mistakes, from what I heard. Oh, he, he can play any position. He can't play defense at any of these positions, it feels like. What what can he do right? Okay? He plays, too. What could he do right against what can he actually do? Because there's a big difference with Tyler Wade right there. Because it seems like... You know, you're right. Because his thing was, Chris, that he was a good pinch runner. They kept him in as a pinch runner, which, by the way, it's ridiculous. 
that you take up a roster spot for a guy that can only run. That, that, that's ridiculous in itself, but that's a whole other story. The, the, the story now is that the guy can't freaking run. The, the story now is yeah, we haven't seen anything out of him. I remember I have, my grandpa watches a lot of Yankees. He, I just remember this guy making a lot of mistakes. He wasn't good on the base pads. He was only speedy. He, it's just he's not taking up a roster he's spot. He's been screwing up so much they're too scared to send him. <laughs> so so they like what are we doing here with this guy? What are we doing? We can't get a better guy. You, you let Derek Dietrich go. The one thing I hey, am excited. He's sitting, he's sitting in AAA. That's the pop guy you want. That's the pop lefty you want. Put him at third. Yeah, De- I understand. Derek Dietrich, he probably has more value than Tyler Wade. No matter what Tyler Wade could do, because whatever he does, he doesn't do it as good as you would hope he does it. Let's talk about some other guys. Um, Florio went 0 for 3. I mean, Florio's not up for the bat. He's up there to play center field, and he's been you playing know what? center field so far. Uh, my, my biggest complaint... You go six through eight. Rob Brantley, Greg Allen, Floreal. Hit list today. Didn't do nothing today. If Floreal got a walk, those guys need to step up for a game like this. I understand that you're not going to expect them. But you know what? When you're going 0 for 12 in a big game like this, you someone has to step up and get a hit and bring the team back up to life. There's no one left to step up. Gardner's usually the step up guy. And another problem is... Well, been struggling. I'm looking at... Stanton. Stanton. From th- from hitter three to hitter eight, you got Stan to Floriel. They did nothing today, barely anything today. And and I'll give Glaber some credit. Okay, two RBIs, that's great. So Glaber will get a little pass here. Okay, you got the two top guys, Gardner. Gardner went 0 for two, two walks though. He's got on base. He was able to get on base to help his team getting on base. Lemayu two walks today. You know, I mean, you might. Let me use the leadoff guy. You just want him to get on base, hopefully get a double. So I'll give those guys credit, but there was just a lot of lackluster, kind of like the guy, it was just lackluster today. Four hits the for the team, four runs. Chris, What's up? The best part about all this is that the Yankees keep pumping out these minor league lineups on, what are we on? We're July 23rd. We're a week out from the deadline. The Tampa Bay Rays make this huge move that we're obviously going to talk about later. But Cashman, Brian Cashman, is just sitting on his ass. I'm watching these guys get pummeled, watching four wild pitches in one inning. I've never seen such an incompetent. And it's sad to say because this is one of the great organizations in sports. And it's quite embarrassing to see that they're just doing nothing. Doing I think they're going to do something. I'm not going to look at it right now. But they got a week Joey left. Gallo's not saving this team. I'm sorry. He's not. I'm going to look at a guy. I I heard they were into Story or Gallo. We're going to talk about Story later because they, they brought up something interesting with the Story of the Yankees. Okay. But I'm looking forward to Garrett Cole pitching to Gary Sanchez. I'm looking very much forward to that because it needs to happen. They're growing, it seems like. Gary Sanchez and Cole had one good outing last last week or in, their, in Cole's last outing. I'm looking forward to watch that outing. What about you, man? What What, what are you looking forward to? For the Yankees, I'm not looking forward to anything. I know you're not a Yankee fan. Let's move on to your Mets. They had an off day today. Okay. Let's move on to your Mets. So we'll talk about yesterday's game, then we'll get on to the Yankees. Um, okay. last series, dude. How how are the Mets doing? How are the Mets do? Talk about it. It's your they took, team. They took two out of three from the Reds, Chris. And uh, I gotta say, Marcus Stroman one hit the Reds yesterday, and they, it was a pretty good feeling because. The Mets really, really needed him. They needed him to come in and just shove and take innings away because past past few games before that was bullpen games. And uh, 
the, the 15 11 and you, you know the the four to threes they're, they're they don't do it for me and for starting pitchers to go two innings it just infuriates me it's yeah, so you saw that in the first game with robert stock he came out an injury and you just had this concern like oh god Okay, you end up losing that game, but it's it's not big, you know. You have you had standout guys like Alonzo, but that game was just you know mentally they were just not. It looks like they were not in it, you know. Just looking at stock coming out, it's just a concern that what what is left with the pitching staff. Um, but you know, first game losing four three, they were not in it. Let's go towards the second inning though. They were in it. They were they were looking for revenge. Marcus Stroman coming in eight innings, eight strikeouts, amazing. He was the star of the show. Familia coming in for that. Familia did well, too, came in through strikeouts. That was the star of the night. The Mets getting nine hits that night. Davin, what do you he, think of that? They haven't given Familia much credit this year. I mean, I know they're really they're overpaying for him, obviously, but he's he's really he's come up big in, you know, not in leverage situations. They, he, they've, he's been a guy that throws strikes consistently and kind of gets out of jams for them. He's, he's been pretty well. And the one thing I saw from the Mets... On uh, the 21st, I think it was a Wednesday, if I'm correct, maybe a Tuesday. I saw runners in, runners in scoring position, cl- I was good hits. They were three for six with runners in scoring position, so they were doing well in that category. It was just a great game for the Mets overall. You can't look at that game and, and not be proud of them. It was a good game. They were able to take two out of three from the Reds. Why don't we, let's go to the Yankees, dude. And the Yankees had a pretty good series, too. If I if I remember mistakenly against the Phillies, they swept the Phillies. Can't say it was out some drama in some of both games. You know, you had some questionable pitching decisions. With I got to move into this. Why was Nick Nelson into? A, why was Nick Nelson in the game? Was no one available? Same reason why Brooks Prisky was pitching today. They 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 have nobody. They have nobody. And they want to save the big guys for the. High leverage situations. They thought Nick Nelson could do it. Clearly, he can't. And a team like the New York Yankees should have this kind of depth. They should have pitchers ready that are not Nick Nelson and Brooks Chris, single leg pitchers. They they should have actual major league arms ready. So it, it's probably just availability because you had the first day of the Yankee Phillies. You had Sessa pitching one and a half, one and one third. You had Chad Green only pitching uh, two thirds of an inning. Britton Chapman each pitched an inning, so again they might not want to go to them back-to-back days. I don't know what they pitched. Uh, I don't know how they pitched those guys in the Boston series, but you know, in a close game like that, you would have liked to see some of the main guys come up and be able to pitch a, at least an inning. You know, you don't want to drop a series like this. You don't. You yeah. want to win both of these games. So let's move on, dude. Let's do some trade talks. I got this is you on you man you started let's go mm-hmm. all right I mean by trade talks obviously he's talking about the really big trade uh, Nelson Cruz obviously today was traded over to the Tampa Bay Rays from the Minnesota Twins and uh, it kind of came out of nowhere Chris it, I didn't it, think that uh, it was gonna happen I you know I hadn't I it fell in my eyes. That the Rays were going to do something. They want to stay on top. They want to be competitive. Okay. What were they going to do? That's the main question. They were linked to Nelson Cruz because they want a DH guy. Okay. I might not. I'm not. I don't want to say I'm surprised. I'm not surprised. I, I expected it. I expected it to come that they were going to make a move. Who is the question? Can I, can I tell you something though? What's up? 
couple of days ago, I said the Rays should go out and get Nelson Cruz. You said no, they can't afford. I didn't know what if they would do it. So what are they? What are they moving around here that they can that they could you know finagle this? And I told you the Rays they need they need to show some dominance that they could they can take on the contract clearly, and they're gonna win with them. Now I know one of the pieces going to the Minnesota Twins was Joe Ryan. Who was the other guy? Drew Strotman. Drew Strotman. Okay. Joe Ryan, I know, is pitching in the Olympics right now for Team USA. And he's also majorly, he's close to being major league ready. 100% the guy. The guy is having a good year. Uh, I would say, I, I, I'm going to grade the trade. I think it was a fine trade. You like what the Twins got back? I like what the Twins got back. You got two pitchers that are ready. Joe Ryan is looking really good in his minor league career. Pitching, pitching to a 2.7 ERA. 217 innings with 309 strikeouts. You like to see that. I'm a big strikeout guy, as I like to say. Big strikeout guy. And best year coming in 2019, 24 starts, 123 innings with 183 strikeouts. You can average that up, dude. That's like 12 strikeouts per start. It feels like 12 strikeouts per full nine-inning game. Maybe a little more. So they're getting... If he's ready, then, I mean, that's a very damn good trade. If he's ready. And the other guy, what's his name? Drew Drew Strotman. Again, another guy who is ready. He is less of a strikeout guy, but he also has an impressive resume in the minor leagues. 3.12 ERA with 179 innings on 171 strikeouts. Both these guys, it's looking like they're going to be ready soon. How much of the impact will they make is question. It seems like the Twins are going into, I got to say, dude. I don't know if the Twins are going into a full-on rebuild. I don't know. I feel like they're getting these guys that are actually ready, not more of like guys that are not ready but have big potential. I think they're doing a little mini reset. I think they're just resetting, and they're and then maybe in two or three years they they might try to compete again. Yeah, I think I think it's just it's it's heartbreaking to really see it, but it's uh, yeah, it, it it's just a mini retooling. The Twins are too good of a team. Well, when you lose, throw it all away. Listen, when you lose to the Yankees every every uh, postseason, you know that's a problem. Because <laughs> that's uh, been it, happening. It, it doesn't look like it doesn't look like that's going to be uh, happening this year <laughs> for for either side. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there, right? But it's I never thought I'd see Nelson Cruz. I I thought he was going to retire as a twin. It's it's now, very interesting mo- to say. Let's move on to what I think of the Rays. I think the Rays finally get their big guy. The big noticeable guy, because on the race, who's really there that, you know, you're going to look at, you're going to say that this guy's going to really step up. No, I think, I think now you, Cruz is like there. you He's got that guy. guy. You're right. You got the guy now. It's Nelson uh-huh. Cruz. There's your answer. But I think it was an overall good trade. I don't have any big complaints about it. Hey, do you have any complaints? I have zero complaints. Uh, if it means that they beat the Yankees, hell yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Let's move on to now. We got to go back to the Yankees, and we got to talk about Trevor Story, dude. This is one thing I want to talk about. Some news broke out today, but the Yankees were going to be on Trevor Story. And it was told that the Rockies were have already told them what they would want. I don't know if you saw this, but it was a Clint Frazier. You have Anthony Volpe and Kevin Alcantara. Anthony Volpe having a great year as a shortstop right now. Kevin Alcantara kind of being one of those very... um. I don't want to say he's like a very high prospect, but he has a lot of potential. Very high ceiling as a prospect. Okay. 
most of the system than most of the guys in their system. So, what do you what do you think of that? It's the ten and eleven prospect, and you get Clint Frazier. What, what is he, you doing it? Chris, I don't. First of all, I I'm pretty sure that that wasn't a real trade proposal. I think that was just a, a rumor. But if that's I mean, all I'm sure it was just a, I, It might have just been a rumor, but I I mean, again, you know, what what do you think of it? If that's actually a true thing, do it. Just do it. I would do it too, because you got. I mean, Anthony Volpe has been fine. He's a former first round pick. Kevin Alcantara being a young kid with high potential. You also got Clint Frazier, who, again, another high-potential guy, just hasn't panned it out yet. And Trevor Story, who is going to be more of a rental piece, not having a great year. I don't think I have any major complaints with that trade also. I think it's a... I mean, what what you're getting out of Trevor Story this year, I mean, you're not getting the stuff you usually get. So I don't think I have any true complaints about that trade. I, I think it's a fair trade for both sides happens, I won't be surprised, but I mean, I think the Rockies could definitely get a lot more value-wise. I don't know. It depends. It, it, they would get a lot more, but you also need to understand, Trevor Story is only hitting 250. I don't even think he has, like, what, 15, 13, 15 home runs? Yeah, I know. listen, I know he's been struggling, but you, you, know what he can, you know what he can do. I know what he can do, but if he's going to be And imagine that, him in Yankee Stadium. But you also have to imagine that he's a rental piece. I don't think the Yankees are going to want to resign this guy. I, I don't think so. For one, I don't think they... I mean, they could definitely afford it, but in their terms, I don't think they can. Because they want to stay under the luxury you have guys right, But like, they might just not want him. You're right. So They might just not want him. It's just the idea that I think they're going to treat it differently knowing that they might not want to resign this guy. So, I mean, and this year, I mean, 11 home runs hitting 243... He's not having a good year at all. OBP is under is uh, below average. This guy's just not having a good year at all. 82, it's just everything is down for this guy, it seems like. So I don't know where his value is at right now for any other team. Some teams are probably valuing him differently. The Yankees might value him high so, or low. It just depends how, how a team values him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I definitely do, and I... I think there's there's teams definitely more need of him, if you ask me. Uh, uh, like Oakland def- and Cincinnati. Yeah, definitely like the Oakland or the Cincinnati. I want to oh, move like on the- to a Byron. I want to talk about some Byron Buxton. All right. Where do you think he fits, Byron Buxton? Do you think any team would take a chance on him? I think, first of all, I think the Twins, that they're going to try and lock him up first. I think they're going to try and lock him up, but you got eight. You got seven days to do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what he wants to do. I mean, I've probably not... been doing it. It's probably been ongoing right now. Like as we yeah, speak, it's, it's definitely doing. ongoing right now. It's just a secret thing. Um, and I'm gonna look at his contract real quick. But if he does get traded, where do you have him going? Can Can you take any guess of any team that could use him? I think the Phillies will take him. I, mean, I, I heard the Phillies. I, I did. I have heard the Phillies. And the only problem with Buxton is, right now, he's very injury-prone. So, it's just going to be the idea of that. But it's also the idea that he might not want to bet on himself. Okay. Because he, he, he'll be on a long-term contract with the Twins. And he's going to be a free agent in 2023. But I'm going to be honest. I would take any deal the Twins give him. Long-term contract, if it's $10 million a year, I'm taking it. 
I don't I don't know if any team is going to give him anything differently. What this guy's being injured every year, it seems like. Missing significant time, not playing to his true potential. Finally, this year, he's showing his true potential. Got to understand, one day, one a couple of years ago, this guy's the best prospect ever. Great fielder, great hitter, everything that you would want in a center fielder. But he they're, just hasn't... definitely worried. It's just the idea that he's injury-prone, and he hasn't played to his full potential other than this year, dude. So, I don't know what a team would do. I don't know how a team values him. So, I would, if I'm him, I'm taking any deal the Twins give me. That's what I have to say. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I don't think a guy like Buxton is going to go anywhere by this deadline. But I, it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, um, move on. Anything else you want to talk about? What's on your mind? I was going to say uh, one last thing before we uh, wrap it up for today. I, uh, I kind of want to look at – I got a couple guys in fantasy that I want to look at. It's a couple guys. Okay. So the first one I want to look at is Akil Badu from Detroit. I have him on my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, very, he's a very good player, Chris. He has, he's he, been a, um, I got to say, he has been a fine player. He's kind of been a little hidden. You know, it's like in our league, you know, we have average walks, stolen bases, home runs, RBIs. He's been a little hidden. But in the last month, he's been doing fine. He's been lighting up almost everything. Yeah, he struggled a couple months back. I mean, he's, he's rebounded just fine. The tires are on a great win streak. They're, uh, they're killing it. And uh, Badu is just kind of one of those fundamental ball players that he just kind of smacks the ball everywhere. He steals bases. He hits for average. He runs. He's one of those guys. And if you're looking for a contact speedy bat, add him. Uh, another guy I got, Chris, Tanner Hawk from the Boston Red Sox. Ooh. Yeah, he, he hasn't pitched a lot this year. But uh, when he has, he's struck out the ballpark. His ERA is low. He's not really getting wins. He's not pitching deep into games. But he's definitely getting the job done if you're looking for a strikeout-type pitcher. And uh, Tanner Houck on Boston definitely boosts his uh, his stock, if you know what I mean. Because being on a winning team and and you start pitching well, soon that confidence will start to, you know, kind of blister into pitching deeper into games. Yeah. And Tanner Houck, he's, he's a young kid. So the, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. I got – now I'll, I'll talk about this from the pitching side – I got, uh, if you're looking for saves, maybe a hold, maybe some strikeouts, dude. Maybe some guy that can give you those. I got Scott Barlow. He has been great this year. There's, he's in. He's either a save or a holds guy. The team is kind of a, like it's using one or an, one guy or another guy. But he's having a great year. 45 innings and 62 strikeouts. Low ERA, under three. Also has 12 holds and five saves. So uh, if you need something on any given day, he could be a reliable guy. That's what I got for the week, Scott Barlow. Also, a kill that dude has been fine. Um, other than that, I got no, I got no one else. Just Scott Barlow, that's what I got. He's been great this yeah, well, year. Listen, Chris, it's uh, it's definitely a defiant pick. I like it. But uh, other than that, that's pretty much it for our show today. Um, I had a very good time doing this one, covering some games, talking the trade, fancy talks as always. Chris, thank you for cooperating and uh, giving your input. Thank you, and, uh, Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, Wild pitch with uh, Chris and Davin. We'll be back next week. Uh, see you all around. See you.